Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I feel like the same way with Amanda Seals. Like, I fuck with Amanda Seals. She go hard. I didn't laugh at her special. I, I thought it was informative. It was I thought it was a lot of truth-telling. It had some chuckle-worthy moments. Maybe. Yeah. I like her her, her uh, words that she was putting together. Like, oh, Cassidy. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, that was cool. No, I the, might the, laugh a little at the that. The plain incident was funny. So the look on her face when, when old girl tried to reach over, over and, uh, and do the window. The look oh, on her face. Man. That shit was... I fell out, I fell out on that part. Yeah. It was relatable. I mean, it was definitely exactly, relatable. That's what I would call it. It was, it was mad relatable. relatable. Funny and not so much. Like so, it would have been like one night with Amanda Seals, and you wasn't like intuitively saying it was comedy, but you just hanging out with her. Right. I'd have been like, this shit was on point. This is perfect. But when you say it's a, like a stand-up special, I'm I'm showing up to laugh. Right. I mean, like stuff so you talk about, you know, dealing with with white folks at work. This and that. That shit to me was damn relatable. Yeah. A lot of shit about that special was relatable. Was it like on a scale of one to ten? 10 being whatever the funniest thing you've ever seen mm-hmm. and one being I, I had to leave because it's just that not funny what do you give her? 6 7 so I'll, I'll be more like a 4 wow really? yeah but I like her but you know what? And then like two dope queens. Like I don't really think those two are funny. Right. I think some of the comedians they have on are funny. Um, you know, we should talk about if people have issues with people dating outside of their race. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, I thought it out there. We can talk about it in the future. But what do you like, think about assholes? Another parody. Uh, another uh, two women who have a podcast. <laughs> Uh, full court uh, pumps. Oh yeah, horrible decisions. Yeah, horrible decisions. I think their podcast is interesting. I think sometimes it's funny. Um, I, I've never listened to a podcast as I can. I have. I've listened to a couple episodes. I actually, I, I like it as a progressive, you know, sex related podcast because they talk about having sex with men, with women, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Like it's wide open. Yeah, it is. And you know, it's some some humor to it. Say in New York, you know, they dealing with people and they black and they like. Like, I feel like that I would rather watch them on the show than two dope queens. Or yes. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely And like they're fine. Oh my god. Come on. Hmm. Yeah. I, full core pumps. I mean, you know, you shouldn't say anything right now, I mean, so like, let's I just mean, move I mean, on. Hey, you know, hey. Sheena. But she's not getting while we're paying attention. Uh yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Weezy can get it. I mean, other uh, others you can get it too. I mean, hey. Amanda can get it. I mean, hey. <laughs> Amanda, oh, Amanda, Amanda yeah. is very beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think I feel like uh and it was funny me and my cousin were talking about this. Like I said, I rock with Amanda, she be on point. And my cousin was like, uh, oh, not my cousin, my homegirl. She was like, I, I like her. I agree with her on mostly everything. She said, but sometimes it's like, damn, do you, is there ever like a moment to breathe? Like you, you stay like enveloped in this constant struggle. Right. And she was like, that's why sometimes I got to give her a break. But other than that, you know, she rock with her or whatever. So I'm like, yeah, I feel that. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, she got to put up, or it seems like she puts up with a lot of shit. Uh, well, yeah, and that means she's expressing it, but I get that too, because I'm like, I go through shit all the time. 
you know, whether it's like uh, direct racism, whether it's like the little micro aggressive aggression shit, but I just don't have a platform where I'm talking about it all day, I mean, every day. Kind of do. I mean, but not every day. Right. Like she on IG every day talking about it, every day. Every, every day. day. Every day. So yeah, then you'd be like, woo, but I, but nah. Yeah, I take I take uh, horrible decisions off two dope queens every day and Sunday. Right. Um, you should check out their podcast. It's interesting. They have some episodes, you know, where you kind of like. Eh. I, I say I listened to like three episodes. Mm-hmm. Two of them I thought were real good. The other one I was like, eh, I could have went without listening. Without listening, to that, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Can't can't be all bangers. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how it goes. Just get singers. You know, always hit home runs. Plus, so I mean, they they do they do live shows and they and they sell out just like a. Uh, like two dope queens do, probably not only 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 probably on a small scale, right? But you know, because two dope queens are now televised. You know what I'm saying? But um, but see, they still out the show. They still out the show. I mean, of, of why I watch their Instagram. And that's the, that's a tricky thing about this whole podcast and shit. Is one that right now it's super saturated. Yeah, super saturated. And who are the gatekeepers that decide that these shows? You know, get to be on a bigger platform. Like you got motherfuckers from the Reed that do tours. You know, uh, 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 Michael Rappaport in his podcast, he, he tours. You know, horrible decisions tours. You know what I'm saying? And I think even the man that sells with her shit. Tours. Yeah, she was right. I think she on tour with the with for the, the comedy, comedy thing. Okay, yeah. yeah. So like, and, and that's kind of been my the the. The, the crux of my of my frustration with podcasting right now is like one what what's the magic sauce what's the what's the magic equation of promoting and getting yourself out there to get people to listen because obviously it's not working in our situation just by sharing with in our peer group our friends mm-hmm. we've already talked about this shit and I've said it multiple times that my friends, my friends list on Facebook and Instagram straight trash, straight trash, and 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 it's, it, it's, it gets proven by by the fact that I say they're trash and nobody well, says, says anything, anything back to me. You know what I'm saying? So somebody gets offended and say, "Well, fuck you, Courtney." You know what I'm saying? They don't hear. Yeah. All right, and, and uh, I was talking uh, to the to the homie uh, uh, Dula uh, uh, Dominique. Mm-hmm. I didn't say anything. He listens anyway. And with his music, and I was looking at you know the plays he was getting on the new mixtape he put. I was like, God damn, he already got you know a thousand plus. You know what I'm saying? All on every track. What's what's the sauce? And he was like. You know, I can't really tell you. He's like, oh, you know, as I put it out there, uh, you know, I got friends that, that listen. He's like, I put people on the y'all's podcast. Matter of fact, he wants to use bits and pieces of our podcast in this new joint. Talk to y'all. Off. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Um, but yeah, it's like 
that's what's becoming like. I think I, I think my just my opinion mm-hmm. that you get more people to interact with it, the more people that you talk to about it. So whereas like social media has a certain reach, it's something else. Like when you go out and you physically talking to people, like oh yeah man, I got a podcast, check it out, blah 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 blah. Like of course you're gonna have some misses, but right. you'll have it's like networking, but for podcasts. But do you like go to the mall and do that shit? Like like I think you go to like it depends on what you are. Like, single, married, whatever, like you go to events that have the type of people you mm-hmm. hang around and then you just speak to them like um my boy JD, this dude got a, a ridiculous network of people he know because niggas just talk too much. Can't get them to stop, right? But so if I go with him and I just hang around, like he'll introduce me to a bunch of different people and I'd be like, hey man, check out the podcast, blah, 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 blah. So we get some new listeners or whatever, but it's just suffering through that. Right. But like, I think for now, like, I guess if, uh, um, Cause I think some of my friends do listen. I, I do have people, you know, who be like, oh, I heard the new podcast, blah blah blah. This was funny or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like shout out to Chris or, uh, <clears throat> you know, Ebony or uh, uh, Michelle, whatever. But I think that um, yeah, it's like going out and networking and telling people about it. Right. Not and not just like you know with other people who have podcasts because that's just oh listen to mine. Listen, listen to yours, yours right? Yeah. And, and that's kind of like you know where I'm at right now in the space. Of- well, they do the same thing for music. Well, I come we can't. I come they, they don't do the same thing for podcasts. They have music conferences and shit like that. And, and as big as the podcast conference is happening right now. Hmm. Southwest Southwest. No. Where in Orlando? It's called a podcast movement. We got niggas joining the group. I suggest y'all do. You got to know about it. I don't know what group we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know exactly what group we're talking about. Yeah. Did you know? I don't, I don't know what yeah, you're talking about. I think he suggested to somebody else. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, only two niggas I do podcasts is he the podcast with. <laughs> did you suggest it on Facebook? Or something like that. Uh, it's is, a, it's is, it, is it a Facebook group? Yeah, it's a Facebook group. Uh, oh, see? Is it a good Well, like you said, you, your friends ain't shit. We didn't know. Yeah. We're <laughs> <laughs> To these uh, introductions. Oh yeah, we should do that. Well, folks, you know what it is. This is we ain't found shit. We ain't found shit. We back, motherfuckers. Click and when it clicks, we don't know none of you. <laughs> What's up, for some? 
Yeah, I mean, you know. Well, we. Really? We. Well, me and you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what he should have said was, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't know none of you. I'm about that shit. You know what I mean? We got so far since rocking with us since they won. See you on the street. Crossing down, cross the other side of the street, shit. I'm going to make it obvious that I'm doing this shit too. Make you feel bad about yourself. You know what it is. Infamous one, infamous El Wapo, aka Bipo Skipper, aka the nigga that does this, aka Sun Black Krypton, aka DJ ET Scratches on the ones and two, aka Shooter McGavin, aka Washington Denzel, the Denzel Washington podcast, baby, you know what it is. <laughs> that's a, I hate to be full of that. That's a new one? That's a new one. Just do that in there. Yeah, yeah for real, for real. What was, uh, what's the background on that, nah? I was just sitting here thinking about some, some funny shit to say, and it came to me. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah, the Washington shit, Denzel. You gotta do your finger like this to do the part. Right, you know what I'm saying? Drop your finger like this. You're gonna be playing basketball yeah. in Pelican Bay. Oh, shit, man. Hey, yo, this is, uh, this is, uh, Carl. AKA, uh, <laughs> uh, RB Drive-By, AKA RB Charlton. What's up, man? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the return. Probably feel the extra hot now, so you got a haircut and shit. Oh, yeah, you know I'm fresh and faded. You know what I'm saying? Return of the Ice King God. Ladies. Hello. Fellas. What up? So that didn't give you, like, a discount? Um, so, no. (laughs) Um... He actually has recently gone up on his price on certain days. What? Seriously? Thursday through Saturday, you're in the 40 plus range. For for a cut? For like cutting the edge up? Yeah. For a cut? Yeah. Kiss my ass. I'm sorry. I'm 25. I've been. I've been. the edge and shit too. Does that come with the 40? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which I'm just saying. But so I. I. Have been at like about twenty five to thirty in the last two three years, but I went up because I was tipping, and then I also went up because I was making more money, so I started trying to use the skip line, mm-hmm. and then niggas was getting mad because I was paying, which was forty dollars, but I was trying to get ahead of fifteen other niggas, and he was like, I can't do the skip line no more. People want to fight, blah 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 blah. But now his actual price is it's up to that much. Right. Yeah, but he's like, you know, if you refer somebody, you get the regular price, or you come on these days, which I guess are the slow days, so. Whatever. So Thursday through Saturday. <clears throat> forty five. Forty four. So forty five? Forty. Or well, it might be forty. Forty or forty five. One of those. So today you paid forty five dollars for a haircut. Nah, nah, nah. He, uh, he let me ride out today because I had hit him up yesterday. And I was like, hey man, I was trying to get in today. And then at the end of it, I'm like, well, how much you charging again? Just like that, and that's all he like. Well, you, I mean, the price. Okay, you can't come today because yesterday was Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly how this nigga said. You can't come today. Well, yeah, it was Wednesday. So he was like, I was like, nah, I can't come today, man. I got stuff going on. I'm trying to come tomorrow. He said, all right, well, Thursday. Then he told me the schedule. He was like, but you know, you didn't know, so just do the regular for you. So uh, today, yeah, I gave him like thirty five. But I said, I think for myself. 
I'm getting value just in that. I'm not just doing a regular cut. He's actually putting a razor on my head right. and shaving Shave me. You down, right. And then he's also giving me the razor edge with the you know, with the beard and all that. So I'm doing a little bit more than what most people are. They just like getting the cut and shave the edge up. Forty bucks. Jesus. Hey, I mean, I probably went up like, I'll probably went up five dollars. Well actually he went up ten. Did he? Yeah, customer fifteen. Mm. That was way back in the day, wasn't it? But that's what we—that's what he was charging us. I don't know what he was charging. You know, new cash. We just gave him a twenty, you know, five dollar tip and whatnot. Now it's twenty five. So yeah. Wow, it's crazy. But you don't. As sorry as these niggas are, in uh, AC, you know I love you, dude. If you're listening, yes, you nigga, you sorry do. as hell. You ain't never on time. Damn. But, but let me be sorry. Lately, I mean, lately, 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 he has been on time. That the last two times, 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 he has been on time. Right, so I've been through this. He's gotten better at it, but it was some rough years back in the days getting into the AC to get there on time and shit. But that nigga give a great cut. I send motherfucker his way. People, people new in town need a barber. I send him. I send him his way because the dude is on point with the fucking clippers. He is now with telling time. And then, I mean, and that, I feel like that's how barbers get you anyway. Because if you can cut it better than other people, then yeah, the price can end up becoming negotiable. Because where else I'm gonna go? Right to get the same. Yeah, nobody wants to go to another to a new barber. Exactly. Right. No, I, I literally that's unheard because nobody else that I've encountered will put a razor on my head. They'll do clippers I'm like I can buy clippers and cut it low mm-hmm. I'm trying to get that razor and I just ain't doing it because I ain't gonna cut myself All right. I don't want the, the, the rice krispies on the back of my neck you know what I'm saying <laughs> trying to avoid that so yeah I mean like it, it just depends on what the value is for you but yeah and also, the, also the fact that he you know that they when they are so good you still even though you're late nigga you still wait so wait you I'm still wait three hours for this nigga to come to the shop one time to get my hair cut I've, I've I don't even want to talk about the weight okay, stories because yeah, be that's gonna lead to me calling this nigga. Sorry, <laughs> I mean, he basically did it. Okay, so because one time I did show up first thing in the morning on a Saturday, I'm talking about like six. He was supposed to be there at like six. I think I got there at five thirty. This nigga by about six thirty, six forty-five. He didn't play no. So it's like 15, 20 minute drive. So I'm hitting him up. No answer. He finally answered. Oh, man. Yeah, no, I'm going to be up there in just a minute. I said, man, don't play with me. Because if you're going to be up here in an hour, nigga, I'm going home. No, hold on, Sean. Hold on. Nigga got there about 45 minutes later. That's how he do. Yeah. And I just looked at him. He talking about, yeah, I think this one day going to be on the house. I was like, you think, nigga? <laughs> Because I have not watched the Neverland uh, documentary. We can talk about it. I haven't either. 
I haven't watched it. I haven't um, brought myself to watch it, but I have no intention to watch it. Okay. Not currently. <laughs> Maybe later. But I, all my documentaries I've started, man, except for Abducted in Plain Sight. I watched that whole thing. Crazy shit. Crazy have shit. Have you watched that shit? Not yet. See? You need to watch that shit. And this is what I think, too. Because I, I didn't think about this till yesterday. Is that I started the Trayvon documentary. I, I went through like the, the probably the first five minutes of the Sandra Bland joint. First two episodes of R. Kelly thing. And it's like, I can't finish none of them. Mm-hmm. But then abducted in plain sight. I was here for that. I, mean, right. I, I wanted to turn it off after five minutes because I'm like, this can't be real. You niggas can't be real. Right. And then it, it was, just gets it just gets worse and worse. Yo, it goes from like right here where you like, what the fuck? To what the fuck? Right. Really? Okay, I'm gonna watch that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I, I actually thought about it last night and I was like, I think I'm just tired of seeing like black people in pain, man. So it was a, a change up to see it about white people, mm-hmm. you know, even though that shit foul and fucked up. But to just see that, because I made it through that joint. I can't make it through none of the other ones. Tired of that shit, man. Shit just be weighing on me now. Right. I think like it, it, it never did before, but now it's like there's weight to it. Right. And if I sit there and watch like the Sandra Bland documentary uh, or listen to it while I'm at work or something, then I'm gonna be looking at the white people yeah, in my job crazy. like yeah, ready to bone in the throat. The Sandra Bland joy, it just kind of just breaks your heart. And it, to see her mom and, and, and her family members in the pain that they are, and these motherfuckers just. Lying through the teeth about the whole shit, like, and just the disregard for her, for her life just kills you, and and the fact that she was, you know, one of those folks that actually stood up and talked about some of the injustices and shit and and whatnot, it just it's just ugh, it's ugh, and and then um, uh, who was uh was it uh the Bowder uh, Kareem was it Kareem Bowder? Oh, uh, I finished that one. Yeah, that one was heartbreaking too, really, man. Oh man, uh, nigga, nigga. Oh my, that was God. heartbreaking. Cause you can see the pain in his eyes. Yeah, like you can, you can yeah, see, you can see the pain in his eyes. And then for him to die, and then three months later, his mom's to die. Like just from just, just out of oh, dude. Like that shit was hard. That shit was hard as fuck. Mm-hmm. That one, but that abducted in plain sight one just had I, the whole time watching it was like. Yeah, definitely playing sight. It it is it's one of the things where you like, all right, that's bad. Right. And then you're like, well no, nah, that's really bad. And you're like, they ain't gonna get worse. That's fucking worse. Then you're like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? Right. By the end you just amazed. Right. Like I was a little bit angry, but I was more amazed that like Like this shit really happened? Yes, and the mom wrote the book about it. Right. That's why the story is even out. She wrote the book and you can tell like why they interview him like these at least the mom, like, still in love with this nigga. Right, right. The way she talked about this shit. Yo, uh, the dad, the dad is mad uncomfortable because he doesn't know how to feel about himself. You need to watch it. I, okay. You need to watch it. The dad, okay. nigga, the dad. Okay, I will. You need to watch that was, it. I was gonna stop watching it, and the whole girl was like, "Nah, nah, you gotta hear what the dad says. Keep watching. Please keep watching." I'm like, "All right." Got to that point, I was like, "Nigga, right. what?" Yes. Right, it's one of those. Dude, watch it, and then the next podcast we, we're definitely going. Yeah, I'm watching. Watch, watch it the tomorrow next night. podcast may be dedicated to just abducted in plain sight. We should, we okay. should cover the facts. I, I will watch right. it. Was, uh, <laughs> how, how long is it anyway? I was like, 
an hour or something? Yeah, hour, hour, maybe. Yeah, it wasn't real long. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. I'll watch it uh, tomorrow night. <clears throat> Yo. But yeah, man, the, like you said, with the Khalif Browders or just the pain there, man, I think that's my thing. I'm, the, uh, I think the other day it was uh, Fred Hampton's birthday. Mm-hmm. So Fred Hampton was organizer and speaker and, and I think committee leader with the Black Panther Party. He was executed by the Chicago Police Department. Uh, for you slow motherfuckers, we ain't talking about the gospel singing. Oh yeah, nah, right. not that. The, nah, nah, yeah, nah. talking about yeah. Okay. I, I met him before. Why? Well, he went in the same barbershop I was going into. I said, "What's up?" Boy got out of a white Escalade, sitting on the biggest rims I ever seen. I'm sure. I was like, nah, "That big money, man!" Damn, Damn gospel music paying well. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, man. Um, so this Fred Hampton though was 21 years old. His girl was pregnant. Uh, there was a dude in the Black Panther party who they were using to get information about him so they had the blueprint for his apartment somebody drugged him because he was known to not do drugs but he had barbiturates in the system on the autopsy mm-hmm. shot him twice in the head they kick in the door 4 a.m. shoot him in the bed unarmed killed him the other dude who was there his name is Mark something he was security he had a shotgun his gun is the only one that went off and they said they determined it was a reflexive thing after he'd been shot because they, when they kicked in they shot him in the chest boom boom dead so they kill Fred they drag him out to bed and then they tell this whole story that it was a shootout with the Panthers mm-hmm. and police were lucky to get out with their lives and stuff it, nobody has still been held responsible for that and they won't be no. This, this, so this is what bothers me with these documentaries though is like it, it, so still who's been held responsible for Sandra Bland or Khalif Browder like it's like I don't want to keep watching this and learning about these stories of people's lives cut when short there is no resolution where, to right, the right right where and nobody's held accountable it, 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 it basically you hang it it's like you want a, you want more you want a resolution to what they've been through that's the point so the next time it happens you remember that shit and automatically you get mad and right. you're one of the people that go out there and say or talk about you know, there needs to be a, a, a resolution. There needs to be something that that, that happens yeah. to these motherfuckers. Um, the fucking uh, documentary about Sam Cooke. The way yeah, I haven't watched that one yet. Suspect as hell. Suspect as hell. That's why I haven't watched that one yet. Suspect as hell. So, yeah. So that, yeah and, and, and it'll leave you to, to you know, just kind of ponder, you know, in this world, I know fucked up shit happens everywhere, but I mean, this country definitely has to have well, I mean, a trademark on, on, on fucked shit. up shit. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's people in positions of power. So, what was interesting about the Fred Hampton thing to me was it was a joint operation between Chicago PD and the FBI, right? Cointel Pro. So, but the Chicago Police Department chief, his name is John Burgess, ends up later being exposed as somebody who used torture tactics. He was in Vietnam. I'm talking about like putting uh, uh, shocking shit on niggas' testicles to get false confessions from hundreds of black men who they locked up. So, this like the whole and it's the same Chicago Police Department like it wasn't that long ago right you know what I'm saying this is a Fred Hampton died 69 so I mean like that and the dude was still the police chief for like the next couple decades and then so now you know who you think he handed it off to like 
So right. Obama, like, right. what the fuck? So right. Right. one of his subordinates has seen some of the shit that right. right. So you still have these same, uh, uh, I guess I want to say children, but I'm trying to think of another word. Like whoever was working under like understudies, mm-hmm. and you put you project yourself into these people, and then they take over. Right, like surrogates or subordinates. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like that's why, like uh, when they talk about like Jesse and stuff. Cool, he lying, whatever. This motherfucker, sixteen felony count. Yeah, on what? Like I was trying to think, what if for what? You can try it. Well, they're trying to make an example out of this nigga. Basically, what they're trying to do. But, but this is the first. I mean, first black man, black person <laughs> to do some bullshit like that because it's not the first time it happened. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the first stuff. time it's been been televised. Because yeah, white they do shit. But they go to the extreme with us. Right. With us, we get the max in. Right. So they they throw on the phone book because like they've been talking about the little uh scandal with the school. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. Okay, yeah. We'll get into that. Yeah, yeah. So, yo, um, so, uh, things we gotta circle back on, leaving Neverland, the abducted in, 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 uh, in uh, plain sight, they kind of correlate. They kind of, you know, some, some similarities <laughs> there with that shit. Um, but there was one thing that I did want to bring up uh, about the leaving, leaving Neverland, which Oprah made, she had two quotes in that shit that kind of caught me, you know, mm. off guard in the after show that can be applied to Mike, but definitely can be applied to you niggas in, uh, in R. Kelly. Um, one was um, the celebrity supersede criminality. In America, yes. 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 Right, we know that. Well, actually, in other countries too, it does, but yeah. And then another quote, quote that she had that I thought was just dope. How can you see clearly when you're when you're looking into the into the sun? How can an icon be a con? Hmm. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit. That shit. She getting roasted now too. She is, and so is Gail. Which I think, to be fair, with why is Gail getting roasted? Because of the R. Kelly. You know, niggas. They stop. They stop for R. Kelly out there, bro. Fuck out of here. Oh, she's doing a job. Oprah, Oprah's <laughs> getting roasted because they she like interview, she interviewed the kids. Well, yeah, well, 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 she's done the, this whole documentary, but she typed with Weinstein and a couple other cats who. Are in the same type same of mess, book, right. but they like doing the same thing with Gail too. Right? Oh, okay, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Because there was a picture with her and, and Harvey Weinstein. Picture was taken in like March, and then the Weinstein shit happened in like May. So you know, so because she took a picture with Harvey Weinstein, that makes her. But 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 I mean, it kind of does because the thing with Harvey was known. Yeah, through the circles, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like the thing with with with, with R. Kelly has been known for yeah. years in our community, and there's been talkings and inklings about the shit with MJ and whoever else you want to think, who else fuck you want to think of. Uh, they knew, but what do you do? Like, what do you do? Like, if it ain't happening to you, and it's just rumor. Do you shy away from the nigga? He's like, no, I'm not, I'm not fucking with Weinstein. You know what I'm saying? It was Weinstein's company that produced the Khalif uh, uh, Browder uh, documentary. Him and Jay did it. So what do you do? You know what I'm saying? What do you do? I mean, to me, I guess it's, it's like the nature of, of the beast. I guess, you know, um, I don't know. I don't, you know, I guess, I guess I don't know because 
I've never really been put in that in that type of situation well, where I've had to do a, a photo op with Harvey Weinstein in order to get my name elevated into certain areas. Well, and say, I think the reason why they, why they do that is because he was he was he was such a powerful person person and right. figure but, who had his hands in everything. So in a way, you you have to necessarily I guess necessarily. Take that L because it take that take that picture with him, you know, and it, you don't. I mean, I'm sure nothing else happened after that. Where we don't, as far as with him and Gail or or him with Oprah or whatever. Yeah, he ain't fucking yeah. With Oprah. Yeah, or Gail. Yeah, who knows? Uh, but you know what I'm saying? But it's like that's Oprah's girl, so he ain't fucking with her either. Right, exactly. So, so I guess you, like I said, like I said, in the industry periods, like sometimes you have to sell your soul in a way in order to get what you want. I mean, but. I guess y'all can tell me if this is a false equivalency or, or whatever. Like, you work a job, <coughs> you got a boss, you know, he portrays himself to be this and that in public. But, you know, there's rumors of him having, you know, uh, adopted a Cambodian kid and treating him like shit. Yeah. You know, do you, do you not, you know, at the company, you know, picnics or, or whatever, you know, shake his hand or, or, or take a stand with him, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, to me, at the time, it's just just rumors, and until and then you find out, it's, but then you yeah. find out, it's like okay, well, fuck you. Right. That's my opinion. I mean, so yeah. No, but that ends up being the thing about finding out is you either find out because they slipped up and like left some evidence, or because somebody who decided I ain't shaking his hand, you know, helped expose him or some right. shit like that. Right. So then you end up being like the person who knew, but you didn't do nothing. Which I mean, a lot of people end up in that position, right. but I, I don't really think like judging that. Like so, for example, I'm not gonna hate on Oprah because she fucked Weinstein and she did this thing. I'm gonna hate on her just because I'm a Michael Jackson fan and fuck her. That's right. I said it. I, I feel the same way it. too. I feel the exact same I way. I said it. God damn it. Hey, Oprah. These two niggas don't speak for me. I said we we together in this. <laughs> we together in this. Unified front. Together now. You said we. Hey, Oprah. No, but I'm not gonna. I don't. I'm not a big fan of the comparison thing because I, I really. Uh, but I understand it because there are so many. Uh, like you said, false equivalencies, but then there's also like false equivalencies on the end where, again, people of color getting the harsh, extreme version, while people who, you know, lack pigmentation getting the, the little slap on the wrist or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't like that. I don't like the um, comparison shit. I, I feel like we should be able to have, it should have merit on its own without comparing it to 20 other situations. Right, right. So, like, you're basically saying, like, we're comparing uh, Mike to R. Kelly? Yeah, I mean, that's not even that. Nah, they because we're not even doing that. Yeah, they they compare it to like just Weinstein or just anybody else, and it's like Elvis. Yeah, you know, uh, other motherfuckers and shit. So what I feel like is there's two issues there, and one issue is we have this this what's the word fantasy fantasy idea of fairness so we we believe in fairness we learn it when we you know younger or whatever be fair that's that's the beginning of the brainwash right and things are not fair and life is not fair and people are not fucking fair and there's people who are you know doing 
20 plus years for the same shit somebody did a probation for. Right. It's not fucking the justice system isn't fair. So I think we need to get out of this idea of fairness if we're not going to actually exact that toll, which we're not doing right now. So the other part is people want it to be fair. But the difficulty there is it's circumstance by circumstance. Right. If you have this, this blanket law, then of course you're going to have people who become victimized because they they're you know they were innocent in their intent or something like that and they getting thrown up under the jail just like another person who did everything willfully so i just believe there's no fairness and the idea that like we're trying to achieve fairness is going to take a major overhaul so while we're trying to continue to like act like okay well it should be fair across the board which it's not and that's why people do the whole thing with like uh, they talk about the Trayvon Martin, and then that gets compared to Eric Garner, gets compared to this, compared to right, that. Right. And it's like these are individual cases and individual right. circumstances, and they're different. Even though the person who was victimized is the same color, it's not fair, and, and it takes away from your argument, especially with European Americans, because you like. They might they might think the Eric Gardner one was was terrible, right? But they think the Trayvon Martin one was fair. And when right. you wrap them together, now they looking at you like, oh, okay, right. So it's like if you boom, if you can hit this one by one, so that's how I think about it. But I think uh, you know my my issue with the Michael Jackson one at its core is that other than the victims, who does it service? He's dead. He's he dead. can't right. be held accountable. Right. Right. Nothing can be done. Nothing can be done. Yeah, he can he can't defend himself. It's different. Then, R. Kelly, you're preventing future. Future victims, right? You're not preventing future victims with Mike. His victims are, have been victimized. If they're already, you know what I'm saying. So this, that's just what's the point, right? And the fact and, and, uh, and the, Mike can't defend himself, he, right? And then, and then with the whole situation with Mike, the the over reaction uh, to the documentary, you know, as far as radio stations not playing his music, music anymore, this and that, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, a lot of them, a lot of radio stations have stopped playing his music because of that documentary. Right. You know what I'm saying? But again, it's, 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 he's not there to say, fuck you, it's not me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I didn't do that. You know what I'm saying? It's basically... Which, which to be it's fair, basically, too, he said throughout his life, right? Like, any time the accusations happened, he denied it right. and all that type of stuff. So. It wasn't me. I didn't do it. I love children. I love children. It wasn't me. Let's just bring to my house and make cookies and stuff. And it was, Amazing. It wasn't me. Wow. Uh, Michael Jackson, speaking from, from wow. the grave. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> said from the grave. Uh, but... But also, Homeboy's story, um, there's some holes in it. I mean, read that article that was published in Forbes, mm-hmm. and you find out that, you know, one, he originally went on stand, both of them, and said nothing happened. So mm-hmm. they basically perjuring perjuring, perjuring exactly with this documentary. Right. Two, when Mike died, you know, homeboy wanted to come to the funeral. We're talking about uh, uh, wait, I think yeah, it was he was he was uh, for what I understand, he had like a little show and everything. And he would always give kudos to Mike to for Mike different Wright. things. Yeah, he he was riding show. that name. Yeah, he had a dancing show on MTV for for the longest. So okay. he's riding that name, exactly. and then it's like well, at this point. So people say, well, why now? Why you come with it now? And usually with like victims of rape or something like that, it's, it's a pretty fucked up argument because right. you can't determine when people decide to share their trauma. But in this situation, when it's fresh off the R. Kelly and that's been the big thing for like a month and then you drop yours. Right. I mean, it, it looks 
Let's lose the suspicious. Right. It adds to the fact that you lost a lawsuit against the estate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I don't I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know. I, I wasn't there. I will never I won't pass up against it didn't happen or it did. But yeah. Um ain't gonna stop me from listening to Mike. I don't fuck with R. Kelly anyways, that ain't really that big of a deal to me. Yeah, so. fuck that nigga. Yeah, so uh but uh yeah, yeah. Whatever. Anyway, um had some um, some interesting things happen the past couple of days that that kind of took uh, some of these topics that I wanted to talk about, you know, last week away. Um, mm. But um, these folks getting arrested for basically, you know, gaming the system, get their kids into certain colleges. Um, my school happens to be one of the schools that's caught up in the mess. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Uh, the the overall of this, if you ever needed a glaring example of what white white privilege is, yes, I was thinking that too. This is absolutely that, it. yes, it is. If you if you ever needed a glaring example of the fact that affluenza actually is a real fucking thing, like because these motherfuckers didn't care; they had the money. They use their, their their connections to get their kids into these schools where, in all honesty, they had no business being in. Like, um, the one lady from Full House, her daughter, I was reading um, an article about, about actually both of them, and they barely had the grades to qualify at the bottom end of what USC was looking for. Right. So let's say USC you had to have a two point five grade average and a thousand on the SATs in whatever the fuck score the ACT needs mm-hmm. to be to get in. They were below that. Mm-hmm. And uh, the one daughter who has a YouTube channel, I think her name is Jade. Um, um, so she didn't go to class anyway. So she just said she, she, yeah, she was partying. Well, that's what the, most of the majority of her channel was about. The experience of being in college, like right. getting ready for parties and shit. She had sponsorships from like HP, Smile Direct, or Smile Club, whatever the fuck that purple thing is called. All these different people were giving her money just based off of her shit. Like her, her YouTube channel was mad popular. <laughs> Now they going in on her ass now. Oh yeah, yeah, they going in. Because about a year ago, she made a statement on, on one of our videos saying that you know she was just <laughs> she was in college just for the experience. She really didn't give a fuck about school, right? And you know people you know kind of went in on it, but I mean it's the fucking truth. I yeah, and and the thing that that I guess that bothers me about that situation is that uh, there was a lady in Ohio who uh, used a relative's address to get her her daughter, I believe, into a better school because mm-hmm. schools in the neighborhoods were shitty. They mm-hmm. found out about it. They gave her three years in jail. She had to pay like a three hundred thousand dollar fine. Don't quote me on the fine. I know that I know the jail time. They gave her three years, but I'm not sure one hundred percent how much they fined her for. It's either three thousand or thirty two uh, to be three hundred thousand or thirty two thousand that she has to pay in restitution to the school. Damn. 
Right. And we just talking about somebody that's trying to get their kid into a better situation because the lack of resources that they have in the schools and their communities. Not, you know, these motherfuckers who got dough, who kids are just assholes and lazy and spoiled and and, and uh, entitled. But you want them to go to a certain school because it gives them a leg up. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, let's keep it real. A D student from Yale was president of the United fucking States. Right. I mean, just let that shit fucking sink in. And as dude, this post came on my phone that both of the girls had dropped out of USC. They yeah, they said, well, the, the, the mother, who was the, I guess, the full house lady or yeah. whatever, they held, they arrested her while right. she was held on one million bomb when she posted. Right. And they said the daughter was on the yacht with somebody from USC while the mom was in jail. Right. So that was, the, like, the news story today. But see, this is the other thing, too. Like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, this bail system is fucked up. Obviously, I talked about that last week, but put you know putting a one million dollar bond on somebody who can do that easily is not doing anything. Right. I really think that it should be based on the merit of your crime. You right. know what I'm saying? And it should be determined. I, I want to say it should be determined by a judge, but judges are so fucked up. So I don't know. You should have some kind of other system, though. Cash for bail is trash. Right. It's absolute trash because it just punishes people who don't have money. Right. And people who do have money don't get punished and they don't learn shit. Right. And they didn't take her passport away from her either. Yeah, because they said she was in Vancouver filming something. Right. So Because she, cause she, yeah, cause she, she works in Canada. She can hop a flight in Canada and go to somewhere that has no extradition and they never see her ass again. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, exactly. But, but the, the hilarious thing to me about this shit is the double fucking standard. Mm. Like the double fucking standard, like regular folk, and I mean that's black folks, white folks, out here staying up to the wee hours of the morning writing these essays, jumping through hoops, taking these tests, exactly. making sure they're getting the grades, busting their ass just to put themselves in debt to go to a school to maybe have a better future because you never know. You know what I'm saying? And these motherfuckers just, just. Fucking Mario jumped the whole fucking yeah, game and shit. They, they, they paid their kids way in the car. Right, right. And and whether and to me whether the kids were knowingly involved or unknowingly involved, they should still have to be held accountable. Like yeah, it's what I said, they're not as far as the uh, FBI or whatever. They're not. They're not going after, they're the, not kids. Going after the kids. Right, but they shouldn't be in school anymore. That's true. Like they should dead ass, like even lose whatever admission privileges they have, scholarships or whatever. Yeah. But you I mean, would you really want to go to class after if you were part of that kind of situation? If, if your parents, I could show my face in that yeah, fucking. If your parents paid, you basically paid your way, you know, to go to go to college, and you didn't do it like everybody else did. You didn't bust your ass. You didn't, you didn't write these these essays or or do whatever. Do you, would you really want to show up to class or mm-hmm. y'all stupid and shit? No, like you don't. Long. Right. You know, no. so I can, yeah. I'm sure there's going to be not only as far as the, uh, the two girls from USC, but I'm sure uh, whomever else did it will probably drop out of class. Right. Well, we only got the, the, the two ladies 
that that are you know the actresses. Well, actually, Phil Mickelson, uh, I guess, had a connection with him. He already publicly publicly said we died. We didn't. No. Oh, okay. You know. But, but my thing is, like, it's you know, lawyers, doctors, CEOs, thirty-two motherfucking people. You know what I'm saying? That that this dude was doing this shit for, and apparently it was very lucrative for him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, super lucrative for him. And, and, and some are lucrative for, you know, the coaches and administrators and, and, the, and the proctors for the testing, mm-hmm. you know, that that um, that uh, that he was involved with. But to me, does this say that tests like the SAT and the ACT, we already know they're culturally biased in the fucking first place, right? I mean, right. These, it was a, these were tests that were set up in the beginning, in the early stages of, you know, motherfucking eugenics and shit, trying to prove, you know, you know racist tropes and white supremacy and blah, blah, blah. You know, but let me just go ahead and research this shit a little bit. You'll find out. Right. Um, are these tests no longer needed? They're not valid. Like, there's, there's literally states, like, the state of Texas itself is looking at standardized testing and getting rid of it because yeah, it serves no fucking purpose. Trash. It's trash. Right. It's trash. It was trash when we were in school, when I was in school. Yeah, because we, because I know when I was in school, we had, it was called a TAS, TAS? TAS. TAS? TAS was around for a good, a very long time. 10 to 20 years, and mm-hmm. I think they changed it to something else now. Like it, it, I think it changed from TAS to TASK, and then STAR. Yeah, no STAR testing now. Yeah, don't tell them what the fuck it's called now. You know, nigga, do you know? It's going to be taco testing. Right? Yeah. You, know <laughs> you ready for your taco test? <laughs> we're, trying to, we're trying to associate with something pleasurable with the kids. We want them to be happy when right. they come to the test. They got kids Will they be tacos? Fucking tacos Probably not. Do the kids know that? But now they do. <laughs> <laughs> You were looking for that taco. Oh. Oh. <laughs> we're talking about fat taco. Yeah, man, it's it's. I don't know. I, I feel like all these stories just end up being reminders of all these flaws within the society that we, you know, we've come to be born into, and. I don't know. I can't think about it too much because then I feel powerless and overwhelmed, you know. So it's like sometimes I got I got to back out and breathe. But when I find stuff, what I've been doing more, I think, is trying to find organizations that are actually trying to combat that and then see if it's something I can do to help. Because just you know knowing about it and being like it's fucked up, that don't work no more. Right. It don't yeah, you're work. Trying to protect uh, the future. <laughs> You know, yeah. put your own thought. You know what I'm saying? When she's yeah. ready, you know. Uh, so I can definitely understand that. Well, my thing is like, I mean, it's been a thing, you know, since you know back in the back in the days. Like, you know, rich parents used to buy schools, buildings, or you know, pay for football, you know, uniforms or, or whatever have you. And that's the problem with capitalism. Right. And that's why socialism or some some form of a socialistic system will benefit society. Because then you don't have the 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 those people who are way above like who are their perch is so lofty they're untouchable, you know? Right. <clears throat> and even they uh they have a what's the name it's, I can't remember the guy's name. Asian dude, I think he's running for office. He was on the Breakfast Club talking about how uh, an idea that actually came from conservatives for Republicans back in the day was just a monthly check from the government just because you fucking alive. Right. And he was like, you know, at the end of the year, I think it was supposed to be like, uh, oh, I can't remember. 
think the monthly check was a thousand or something. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about how like it relieves stress, it does all this other stuff, because no matter what happens with your job or whatever, you got this yeah, income coming in. Which is enough to cover whatever it can cover. And it makes sense. And it's it's a shame that we haven't moved to systems that are statistically better. Like we hold on to this bullshit like it's helping everybody when it's only helping the one percent. Right. And like and who I mean who and that's across the board. That's education, that's when it comes to like jail, that's when it comes to uh uh work, all of those systems, policing, all of those systems, countries do it ten times better than us. We're no longer number one in anything outside of military. Right, outside of war. That's it. Right. And and, and sprinting sports. Basketball. I had to think of some other things. Uh, maybe, maybe. Well, we used to be number one in those areas. Maybe barbecue. Once upon a time. Yeah. Did you just say barbecue? Yeah. yeah, you did. Wow. Yeah, but we're not. We're, we're last or in the middle. And it's like nobody cares enough to want to do something. Because when people are well off, they don't want to change anything. Right. It's only the people who are who want to change it. Change and it. those are the people who don't have the resources to do so. Right. Right, so it's catch twenty two. But here's the, here's the 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 scary thing about that is China is a leader in just about almost everything out there, um, especially dealing with uh, technology uh, to the point that one of these days I was either listening to something or reading something, and then me and my girl even talked about it. After the fact, but by the year 2050, the average medium income for African Americans and some people of color, if me and you talk about that, mm-hmm. zero. Nice. And the reason why is, is because of the technological advances as far as uh, self driving cars, right. uh, AI, AI, AR, all that stuff. And, and, um, the basically the elimination of you know the blue collar jobs, the factory jobs, assembly plants. So they're going through right now in uh, in uh, Detroit. Um, a lot of the uh, surrounding small cities in um, uh, in the area, uh, GM is closing down. I want to say four plants. Yeah, four plants in that area. And these and in the craziest thing, these are the people who voted Detroit, Trump. In Ohio, Trump. You know, Trump, you know, promised them, he's like, you know, we're not going to close down anything here. And they're losing for their plans, you know. Yeah, because he said it actually in the city where the plant is closing down. Yeah, he said it in the actual city. Yeah. So what will you motherfuckers learn? God damn! Yeah. I, I, I keep saying this. Something some in the next, anywhere between five to ten years is going to happen in this country. Bad or good? Bad? Motherfuckers gonna keep doing the same shit, and then this whole bitch is just gonna collapse. It's gonna collapse and fall on itself, implode. Or two, motherfuckers gonna rise up, and the shit's really gonna fucking change. It's gonna be the purge, man. The purge. The purge is trash. Nobody, nobody purge. wants that. Nobody wants that. No, it's not good. But what else you gonna do? I mean, gotta do something. It's, I mean, in some ways, they they kind of do the purge now. It's just not that blatant, you know, because it's still you have incarceration and then uh, police killing, you know. So it's, it's still a purge, 
It's just not they. It's not the official. They ain't announcing it as a day and right. celebrating it, getting masks and shit. Well, they do get masks, but um. Oh, your boy is running, uh, Beto. Beto, Beto. Yes, he just ring. Yeah, and I can see him uh, if like Bernie gets a strong push, end up like possibly being you know VP, VP option. Yeah, yeah they. Uh, I was two from Bernie and Beto. I was reading an article and and they uh, said Republicans are definitely afraid of both of them. So they're, they're trying yeah, to... they're about to kill it. They're trying to dig up any type of, you know, negative information about both of them because they they know that, especially if they, if they decide to band together, mm-hmm. that they are a threat for the president. Oh, I don't know what they could do with, uh, with Bernie. I mean, you know, back in like 1985, uh, he created his time machine <laughs> out of DeLorean and went back in time with his kid named Marty. <laughs> Doc, let's go back to the future, Marty. It's the past. Fuck the past, sir. Oh yeah, but that's the only thing they can find on Bernie is that he did that, and he kind of messed with the timeline. Yeah. Um, Beto, I mean, his name is Robert. The only thing that you got, like, I can't really, I can't really see them being able to fuck with him. And if they get together, man, that's a juggernaut. Because they already got shit on, let's see, uh, uh, Cory Booker mm-hmm. uh, took money from from uh, pharmaceutical companies. Yeah. Uh, Kamala Harris is, uh, um, uh, at, you know, resume as a prosecutor in California. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Biden with his uh, in the in the 90s, mid 90s, with that strong stance with Clinton and them on, on yep. crime three strike shit. Uh, that one lady, she's an asshole to her staff members and shit. Uh, mm-hmm. The other cat from San Antonio, he's from San Antonio. He's he's one he's one of the he's uh, he's. Uh, I watched a, a video about him, and he wants to give reparations. Mm-hmm. He said if he if he becomes president, he wants to give. So that's a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, he, wants Mark. he wants to give niggas free money. He's from San Antonio. It's become a big thing, right? Yeah. There's another lady that, that talked about reparations to work on her too, and then there's some some lady from California who voted against. Uh, I mean, not California, but Hawaii that voted against or with Republicans so many so many times. So they they have shit on several people. I just don't see what they can have on Beto and uh, and Bernie. Oh, they're, they're looking. They're digging really hard. I'm sure they are. If not, they'll make the shit up. <clears throat> Man, you know what? If uh, she stay on this path and she don't, you know, get killed or something like that, uh, what's the name? Uh, the little the senator from New York, uh, oh, Ocasio. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Nori. When she make her Nori's president, LC. she gonna get this shit. Yeah. I can see her being the first woman she, president. She don't fuck around. Yeah, because Hillary came out and said, nope, not doing this shit again. So she's not right. I mean, I'm sure she gave it a serious thought, but after the bullshit, the day, yeah. Yeah, they probably talked. It's like, nah, you might as well just, just yeah, let it go. Let it go. Keep, keep doing your, uh, let it go again. You're good. Doing your you're you're super good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Both of them super good. And you get she was in a speech? She was in two presidencies, right? right. Uh, three of them. Four. Cause so she was with her husband. Was he back to back? Back to back. And then Obama back to back. She was Secretary of Defense, and then she was something else, or Secretary of State, whatever. Right. And she was something else. So like you've been part of fucking eight years of cabinet in the White House. Like go sit yeah, your ass down. Yeah, don't forget that she was a senator from New York too. 
Yeah, go sit the fuck down, down, nigga. You cool, you cool though. Thank you for your contributions. Right. Super predator ass. Seven, seven. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> You've done enough. You've done the most. That's what you done the most. Have a seat. Pass the torch. Let somebody else have it. Yeah, man. I like Ocasio. I like, uh, what's her name? Ilhan. I think Omar, she's from uh, the one from Minnesota, the one with the, the head wrap, the uh, Somali one. Uh, yeah. She be going hard. Yeah, she, she talking like. She's uh, catching a flag about talking about the and, real and shit about Obama. Right. She told the fucking truth. Right. And, and, and this thing, yeah. And of course, you can't say anything about Israel What's without being called anti Semitic. Right. I don't get it. They're not synonymous. They had, because they have people in power, man, who will not allow that shit to happen. Yeah, they, they lost Period. their minds when she said that shit. And then again, but you it's had this lofty perch. It doesn't matter. It's, yeah, it's doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's how you portray. Right. So, like, you tell the truth, right? You make one statement, and it's absolutely true. But you have 30, 40, 50 people of high influence, resource, and power who say you're anti-Semitic. That's what people hear. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. they, they, they hear that. And so when they see you, is you just they just kind of correlate the two. Yeah, they yeah. want, they want, they want to. They want to see. It, it doesn't help that she that she, she's Muslim American either. So yeah, yeah, they automatically which is fucked up because right. it's like uh, as. It, you you going on this anti-Semitic thing like she been treated like shit because she's Muslim exactly and they went on, on the level they tried they tried to censor her you know yeah 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 they well they've called for her to resign and all kind of shit she ain't going nowhere she done kept it real yeah. I appreciate the fuck I like both of them man them them two right there be going hard and I appreciate that because you don't have that like just keeping it one thousand untainted as of now you know so it's like I hope they stay on that path because yeah she talked about Obama. You know, uh, being the deporter in chief, she's talking about him drone bombing the fuck out of other country. Like all this stuff is accurate, right? And it gets swept under the rug. Hold up, but but the whole drone thing with Obama is it fair? Because I've heard that too. He's he's drone bombed more uh, countries than any sitting president. He did. It wasn't fucking drones before him though. Well, no. So I, all the reason I think it's fair mm-hmm. is because when he was a senator, this is what and it was drones, but it wasn't long before him but long enough that Bush was using it and he was yeah it was Bush before Obama right? yeah. and Bush was targeting uh, um, people in, in Iraq in Afghanistan and in like Northern Africa mm-hmm. and Senator Obama was 1000% against it he was like you know it's extra judicial killing these people aren't getting a chance to have a case or anything you're just determining that they're, it's a death penalty and then he gets in office and he does it more than anybody else. So it's crazy. You know, it's one of those things where, uh, yeah, it is what it is. And, and I think those things, we because it's our first black president, so we don't like any marks against him. Right. But reality is reality. I mean, like. Oh, he's not going to be perfect. And I, I can see I can see what you're saying, but I, but I guarantee you, if, if he caught any flack for it, during his presidency, his comeback would be, "Well, I would rather drone somebody than sending than sending American lives." Well, that's what he. That's what he used. Yeah, that was a validation. Keep yeah. the troops off the ground. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, he killed American citizens. He killed Anwar Alaki, I think is his name. They killed him as a suspected terrorist. Then his 16-year-old son, who went to go, he didn't even know his dad had died. Apparently, went to go meet his cousin or something. 
boom, blew him up. That dude was actually born in America, American citizen. And you can't get any information because, you know, uh, security and all that stuff. So it's like it was very secretive, wrong, unanswered for, nothing happened from it. So everybody will say like, okay, you know, that's bad, but whatever. It's because we not fucking getting drone bombed. If we was getting drone bombed, we have a motherfucking problem with it. Yet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yet. I remember reading an in-depth article about a particular town in, uh, I think it was in Iraq, where they tested them and and were able to show uh, tangibly that they had like extreme PTSD just hear the sound of a drone. Right. Because you don't know. There's no escape. Right. You can't go in the house. You can't go in the car. Like, that motherfucker go get you. It's right. gonna get you. So right. when you hear you don't know where it's going. There's no bunker that you can go Yeah. To. You don't know where it's going. You don't know what it's doing. It's just you hear this little hum and now you're associated with the last time I heard that they killed, you know, 15 people over there. So it's right. like living under that right. is and insane. It's so many, you know, uh, um, what's it called civilians killed yeah that had absolutely nothing to do with the shit yeah like it's fucking terrible you know to the point like, where they created a term for it called what collateral damage, damage. Right. no it's fucking human beings and the only time you call them collateral damage is when they don't have no relation to you you don't give a fuck they're a different color that's it any other time if it's if it's white people getting drawn bomb oh, nigga it'd be wow. a whole motherfucking problem right it, we had troops on the ground we'd be at war Right. We'd be at war. They had names. It would be no collateral damage. His name was Mark. Look at his face. Look at him. He was a person. His wife, Darla, his, his son, leaves behind two sons. My dad wanted to do his duty for his country. Right. And I'm proud to be his son. That's part of the whole propaganda and shit. That's exactly. why motherfuckers get so upset when you see a dude with an afro kneeling on the fucking field. You get so, it enrages you because you've been fucking brainwashed mm-hmm. and told that this is the way it has to be. And honestly, we do some really fucked up shit all over the world. In the name of feeding, uh, fucking, you know, keeping the empire, you know, going. That's why most of the money that that, that gets collected out of your pockets, dummy, goes to uh, goes to goes to uh, the the industrial military complex. Yep. Yep. We, and I was thinking about this shit the other day. It's like we got military bases, and we probably talked about this shit before too. Oh yeah, yeah. Every fucking continent. Yeah. Yep. And, and the ones where we do not have a presence, we call those people dictators, and we have issues with them right. out and out. Out and out, right. Mm-hmm. And that's why you have problems with, like, Venezuela, Cuba, even though they have Guantanamo. That was their issue. They wanted the whole island. Mm-hmm. So it was like, we got to get Castro out of there. When they couldn't, got this portion, but he's a fucking dictator. He's doing all these terrible things. We shook hands with the nigga. Like, we backed him, support him. We love him. We fucked with Saddam Hussein hard the right. long way. And then all of a sudden, when it's not our interest, you're a dictator, you're doing terrible things to your people. And they have done terrible things to their people, but they was doing it while we was friends with them, too. Right? Yeah, when minute he invaded Kuwait, which is, which is uh, a, a source of revenue for us, that's the only reason why we got went to war with them in the first place. Nah, man. We, we only reason, it, even then with Afghanistan, our only issue in Afghanistan, of course, is there's opium there, so there's money for that, natural resources, but it was because of Russian presence. They didn't want Russia to have Afghanistan, right. so now we there. Right. Pushing them out. We trained them to fight Russia. And then they fought us. And then now it's their terrorists. So it's 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 fucking it's fucked up. And 
nobody wants to face the truth of it, which is we, we're a very fucked up country that does fucked up things all over the world right, every right, day. Right. And you can put Bush's face up there or Obama. It's the same goddamn country and you killing people. Right. And nobody, and we, we consider it just the cost of doing business again because it's not us. When it's us, it'll be a whole fucking problem. And that's the point. You need it to be a problem before it becomes us. Right. That's why it needs to be an issue now. You know what I'm saying? Like if we if it's cool for him to drunk ball people over there, then they can just start deciding like, oh well, the Black Panther Party is a terrorist organization. We're gonna drone bomb this place right here. Right. That way nobody gets harmed. Which they kinda did. They have done it. They firebomb. Firebomb. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they had a, they had drones back then, but but they would have, boy. Yeah. Oh, they, oh, they had drones. We talking about 2019, and they. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, and so that's the issue: is that the people who pull the trigger on these decisions are old white men, and they're racist, greedy, and disgusted. And that 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 is why these decisions constantly keep getting made. It's the same thing, different face on it. Right. Because you gotta get these motherfuckers the power behind the thought. You gotta get these niggas out. Right. And we need a different system. And I'm moving. One day. Where do you go? And like, where do you go? Somewhere where you can tolerate it. I might go to Jamaica. I think I can get dual citizenship because my dad's Jamaican. Don't worry. Talking about that shit the other day. It's like, where, where would we go? Where, where would we go? I mean, uh, Canada's too close to America. I mean, the blowback is is coming there. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean, you know, France basically, you know, is is you know, man. Allies, so they would do the same shit. So they're still, you know, honestly, I think of the the countries like uh, that have issues with America consistently. Like, uh, what's up, your boy? Uh, what, is Snowden? Isn't Snowden still in Russia? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't go there because of black, but you know, Russia, uh, Venezuela, Cuba. I'm going places where we don't fuck with America like that because mm-hmm. you ain't got to worry about like extradition or all that other shit. You just kind of like get acclimated to the people and do your thing. Which I want to go to Cuba anyway, man, but all accounts is a dope place, so right, right. But China, uh, China's making the push to be the number one uh, uh, world power. Here in, in the next couple of decades or so, it was uh, listen, either listening to reading or was listening to a podcast. Um, I forgot which one because my girl listened to my wow, China got drones too. Yeah, yeah they got drones. Okay, they got all that. They got all that shit. Yep. But what they're doing um, is creating basically the new Silk Road. So. They're 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 going to different countries, Africa, Africa a lot, yeah, um, and taking resources from there. We talked about that here, right? We talked about that, yeah. Uh, but they're setting up uh, a shipping channel from from everywhere in that in that area, so they can control the import export, you know, of, of that area. Not only that, but with their own people to keep their ass docile and and under the thumb of who's now becoming dictator. He could be president for life, and he will be. Uh, uh, Xi Jinping, I think is what his name is. Um, the teddy bear. Yeah, the the. Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, 
they have social they have a social credit score now. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Right. So let's say you were China, you're a citizen. They had this shit on Black Mirror too. They did? Yeah, they had an episode where you had a, a crack you your social thing Oh girl it. was in the yeah, yeah. yeah. And like she kept but she was having a bad day and people kept giving her bad scores mm-hmm. and so it was like fucking her shit up. Yeah. Boop. Basically a lot of that. So yeah. if you do something that that uh they deem is illegal call shame your score goes down. So if you jaywalk, they have it to where now they have like AI and like different billboards and, and shit like that. So say you jaywalk, there's cameras on the street that'll take a camera from that'll take a picture from you. And regardless if you hide your face or anything like that, they know it's you by your gate, by the by you know, you know, whatever, your build or whatever. Your face, your name and everything gets plastered on this billboard saying what you did. Oh wow. Where you work and where you live is also included. And the police will come and give you a ticket for it. And your social credit credit score goes down. Which will stop you from getting certain shit. This this is what I wanna know. Well in line with that, which this fucking crazy. But how many billboards they got? Because they got a billion people. Right. And I'm, I'm guessing like multiple people who violate laws of the right. state. Is the billboard going to be flashing? Like, <laughs> right. Pictures. <laughs> <laughs> China is fucked up too because they have Muslims they're interning right now as well. Right. That they're keeping and holding hostage in the thousands. Right. Which is insane that that's not like more of a, a issue or people having a problem with it. Well, I mean, China is largely... The government is atheist based because also it's something that I was watching. Is either Vice News or something like that. They basically uh, are keeping the real Dalai Lama away from that area, basically out of out of exile, so he can't come to China. And they and they uh, selected a uh, a Dalai Lama for the Chinese people. Mm-hmm. So it's not the one that you know uh, was you know from the Golden Child, right? Exactly. And, and they have the his replacement. I really? <laughs> <laughs> but they're keeping his successor locked away. And um and then, like I said, they appointed, you know, a Chinese uh Dalai Lama. And basically trying to control the because you know, Buddhism is I guess their biggest religion there. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. basically trying to control the Buddhists there. And what is it? Myanmar? That they uh that they control they have they control it basically, you know, um protesting the Chinese government wanting them out, but the you know, China, China's not going because Myanmar is a part of that whole um channel of exporting and importing that they got going on there too. So the shit is fucking crazy. China is on some different shit. And I'm telling you, you can come back to me in twenty years if I'm still around or can't be found because I might be an <laughs> idol. <laughs> and tell me if I'm right or wrong. But these motherfuckers don't take the shit over. Mm. Take the shit over. Ghost in the shell. They took the shit over. They did. Ghost in the shell. Uh the United States was wasn't number one anymore. Right. We're heading that way because we're stupid. We're stupid. Education. We're in the world. We're like 14th, 16th in the world. We're dumb. Um, and we're getting dumber by the day because it's harder and harder to get a college education. Mm. Um, 
and and if he's those motherfuckers to keep up with us in in, uh, in uh, the war uh, industry, but they outsmart us because they're smarter than us, and you know, hey, we ain't gonna be on top for long. So, might want to watch the way that you vote next time you go out there and vote, folks. I mean, most of our listeners got common sense, so you know they're not voting the other way, but. And then, and then I, I think too, like it. And so we we have a president who you know started up the trade war with China, causing friction and issues and stuff, and fucking up the market. But you know we'll never we don't approach China like for example the way. And that's why they do what they do with who their presidency is because regime change is an opportunity to create chaos and to implant people, which is what they do in Venezuela. Hugo Chavez dies, he picks Maduro as his successor, you bring somebody else in as a challenger, and then you know you cause all kinds of doubt and shit around mm-hmm. the election and don't recognize Maduro as the the president or whatever, whatever. Like Venezuela has its own laws and they can handle their own shit. Right. But when you're trying to get in there and and get your own shit going, we got fucking military on the Colombian border, bro. We are ready to fucking rock Venezuela. Not like destroy it, but like to take out Maduro to help with the regime change. Because the guy who apparently is challenging him is somebody the U.S. wants to be in there. Right. Which is none of our business. No, so China's like, fuck that. We'll never have a regime change. We're going to have the same nigga. But it sounds eerily familiar to some shit that happened here. Foreign power maybe fucking with an election maybe not having a legitimate president maybe yep. and from what I understand he wanted to do the same shit that we've been doing to folks for years right. and he did and if y'all don't think if this nigga gets to four years that he gonna try and figure out a way to continue to be president whether he gets voted out or not y'all crazy crazy right crazy Crazy, he, he would definitely do some stupid shit. Super facts. Super yes. facts. I mean, it's not gonna work. Yeah. It's not gonna work. Cause trust me, yeah, it's gonna be bad for him and whoever's around him. But he's he'll still lay that seat. You know what I'm saying? He'll still lay that seat. Right. Which which is crazy to be. It's crazy to be. Like we like you motherfuckers that be stumping off from you just don't know what the fuck you is son like you just don't know some of them some of them are figuring out figuring out right slowly now. but surely yeah slowly but surely you're getting the turnaround mm-hmm. from 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 folks that are actually starting to actually you know see it see it for what it is man and it's fucked up but hey we just you know three niggas on the podcast talking shit we, mm-hmm. we ain't found shit at all no no we, we, we ain't found we ain't found at that. all um yeah, we went. Damn, this is another rabbit hole episode because we didn't jump from. Yeah, we didn't. From, even, yeah, we didn't stick on topic because we were literally, literally uh, talking about the whole white folks in school, school cheating and went to the military industrial complex and all powers. It's a fun time. Be a lot. Um, yeah, man, it be shit you gotta talk about sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Um, I know y'all saw the whole thing between Russell Westbrook and uh, the fan in Utah. Yeah. And before you got here, uh, me and Tim were talking about uh, Utah as a fan base as a whole over the years. And this ain't the first time this shit has happened. No. Mm-hmm. Um, won't be the last, but probably not. They they uh, find Russ twenty five k, which we all knew was gonna happen, because mm-hmm. uh, you know he basically told old boy he fuck him up, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. But they ban the fan for life, like he can't come to any events. 
at, at the whatever the stadium is they, they play at it's called or whatever. So, yeah. But um I don't know. Like it had reminded me of the time we were talking about okay, y'all want y'all all separate America. <laughs> all y'all motherfuckers go to Utah. Yeah. We we going to Atlanta where it's gonna be the new Wakanda. Right. And then they go to Utah. And you know, and that's it. Or Wyoming. <laughs> Might be I think they got Indians in Wyoming. Yeah. yeah. Indians be like, what's the new motherfuckers here again? You know what I'm saying? God damn. God damn. Like, uh, one of the Dakotas. <laughs> that's where they at too. Yeah, they, yeah. But that's why these places are sparsely like uh, populated too, because that's where they sent, you know, the indigenous people. It's like, yeah, we got some room over here, over here. All but, the places we don't want to live. But Utah was some shit that they just made up. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's some, you know, some make believe shit. Even for the motherfuckers that initially settled Utah, the whole religion was some awesome make believe shit. Yeah. I mean, it aligns with, with, a, with a lot of what, you know, some of these motherfuckers think, you know. That people of color don't have any place anywhere else, you know what I'm saying? It's white man's world, white woman's world, or whatever. Man. I mean, in the afterlife, you know, we don't go nowhere, they go everywhere, you know what I'm saying? So. Are we just chilling? You know, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Just sitting at the afterlife bus stop. Just, you know, just waiting on the bus. You know what I'm saying? Please, uh, sir, can I get on? Yeah, I scroll that. Be Mormons and shit. Ride your little bikes around town, and then you know, just call it what it is. Which, that, well, doesn't this more inform though, like uh, maybe what kind of person Carl Malone must have been to have been there for that long, right? And not, I don't, I know, I, I know he had a, a white wife or whatever, but I can't she's remember. Right. Oh, I thought he had a white woman. No, I think she, she she's not. I don't think she's black. Okay. I don't think she's white. I think she may be Hispanic. She may be mixed. We gonna find out. But yeah, I mean, like he was in Utah for years. Well, he always a had that player. He, he always. Malone, big country ass nigga. But his ears have muscles. Yeah, we go, you know, white supremacy don't care about. I mean, you know, you care when they get their hand around your neck. Carl Malone like beanie babies. <laughs> <laughs> The fuck? Uh, <laughs> the spooky acres. acres. When they came up with the blackface thing uh, a couple of a couple of months ago and shit, and they brought out you know comedians that did it like uh, Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel uh, and uh, uh, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Kimmel is the one who does Carl Malone's voice on Craig Acres because he did it with with him playing Carl Malone on uh, the greatest sports show ever. You gotta look this shit up on YouTube. What is it? Hilarious. <laughs> so what'd you say? What would you nah, say? nah. She she got some black in her for yeah, sure. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but nah, I, I was that just made me think about that when I was thinking about that the fan thing was like, yo, it's gotta be crazy being right. black and shit. And playing there. Just, well, just there, there's been just that, there's been documentation of, of like I was telling you. Uh, uh, Fisher used to play for the, the Lakers, and his daughter was going through Derek Fisher. Yeah, his daughter was going through the woman still. To uh, <laughs> his daughter was going through chemotherapy or something like that, and they were yelling out. <laughs> this he found it. What is this? Yeah, sometime at night, look up in sky. 
Silverman had made gay jokes, mm-hmm. and Fallon and Kimball had did blackface shit. Right. Wow. Yeah. Oh, oh, Fallon did too. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's somewhere. Or, 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 or he's saying that when when Fallon was playing um, nigga on Empire, Terrence Howard. So he may not be in blackface, but oh. he was acting like he was black and shit. But yeah, you saw shit with uh. With <laughs> that is hilarious. That is hilarious. Dude. Hey, I know I'm not supposed to find this shit funny, but it's hilarious to me. Yeah, you know what? And I think the, the tough thing, too, is that we're always black. So I don't think we ever get to go on the other side and see if when white people do shit isn't as big a story for them. Right. Because for us, it's like this shit is super fucking magnified. Like the R. Kelly shit happened. He's been talking about R. Kelly for like a month now. Even though some of us been on this. Right. But still. But now it's like it's huge. And I think like when shit happens with white people, I don't think it's huge like that. But I ain't been on that side to see like, you know, maybe through their outlets or however they consume media. Is it big? Is it like, yo, this is what everybody's talking about. Right. Like when Martha Stewart went to jail, was that like the talk for like For a while? Months? It really was. Yeah, it really was. It was. But it kinda like trying to make a Trying to try to make like almost like a human story out of it. This is what Martha has to go through on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. This is where she sleeps, and this is you know what she's going to eat here, and it's not what she's used to. But you know, like yeah, like making it almost nonchalant. You know, nonchalant. You know what I'm saying? Like the motherfuckers control the narrative, so you know. They can make a picture for them motherfuckers, you know. Oh, that, that's how I've been. And I, I think, you know, obviously social media has a lot to do with it. Because now you see white people who when they uh, uh, chime in on R. Kelly or Jesse or that kind of stuff. You know, you kind of looking like, you ain't got no vote in this. Right. Fuck you. I'm going to need you to stay out of it. Yeah. yeah right. Like, have a seat. This, and, and it's kind of like what Amanda would say, you know, let us police our own. Mm-hmm. Police yours. Let us police ours. You know what I'm saying? It's like we got this over here. We, we, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna say shit. We're gonna talk about it. We know that it's bad what he did. What we're saying is, 
Whole new set of motherfuckers uh, accountable. Yeah. Elvis married, married a 14 year old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woody yeah. Allen basically conditioned his daughter. Rock star after rock star right. being fucking teenagers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, as much as y'all throw salt and throw and throw shade and want and want, you know, motherfuckers to answer on this side, make sure that it's equal on that side. Keep the same energy. Fairness. Yeah. Which, you know, we talked about earlier. It's, you know, a fucking fairy tale. Yeah. Yeah. This is the old uh, adage. What is it? Um, damn. Basically, like the conquerors write history. Right. Uh, the so, victors. The victors write. Right. Right. The history books. Yeah, history. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like whoever's in power gets to determine, or or you know, at control how things are portrayed and put out there. I, I was reading something the other day. They said. Uh, um, uh, schools don't know how to teach slavery in schools anymore. Like they have, they don't have a unified, uh, whatever, like perspective or way to teach it. So people are kind of doing random things, different things. Some is really brief. Some is more detailed. And it's like it should just because I think for them it's like we don't even want to talk about it. Like this should be done already. Right. Why are we still talking about? We still this? talking about it. It's like because you motherfuckers are still you. Right. That's what I'm gonna say. Because y'all still you. Right. You still benefit from the shit. Yeah. So yeah, with it. Yeah. Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, yeah, Jimmy Kimmel. That, I didn't know he did blackface. I don't know how. Would you call that blackface though? Yeah, well, fuck yeah! Did you see him? I saw him. Did, has Jimmy ever been that dark? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I mean, I'm not saying it's not funny. Robert Downey did blackface. Very funny. Fucking hilarious. So I'm not saying it can't be funny. I just didn't know he had done it. And then that made me think, like, what what was the time frame? How come, like, I didn't hear about it? Right. So. right. Well, fucking Robert Downey. Because they ain't they bring that up during that time either. It's fucking untouchable. Right. We accepted that shit. Right. We did, pretty we much. We accepted that shit. Right. Yeah, we did. Well, because, one, I... I Obviously, I think it has something to do with being funny, but it also is the premise of the movie. Right. And you had a black character in the movie who had a problem with him and was kind of like almost representing us. Like, I don't think you make fun of the way we talk. Like, what the fuck? Right. Huh? That's how we all talk, damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like, it wasn't like he was just doing blackface and no black people were around. So I think that, that makes a, a, a thing, too. Like, I'm not saying that if you do blackface, you got to have black people because you just shouldn't do blackface. Right. But maybe it takes some edge off if depending on who the black person is. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, we got to come up with rules for blackface. Since these motherfuckers seem to want to do this shit all the goddamn time. Because just tell them don't do it just doesn't work anymore. Right. So, I mean, we, we have to do a white face. But we don't really have no interest in doing that because we don't think they cool. So. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what it's born for. Like, y'all want to be us. So bad. So y'all <laughs> y'all going to literally change your color so that you can, you know, portray this or enjoy being whatever. But it's like we don't have that mutual feeling. So... Uh, until we go to like the bank or something like that. Yeah. Then yeah, we had that feeling. Yeah. With, you know, credit scores and shit. Are Which right. I rewatched some of the uh, what's that show? <clears throat> Blackface. 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 Bamboozle. No. Um, that was what he said on the show. It's the one on HBO, the weird one. Oh, oh! I can't remember the name of the shit right God now. Damn. Yeah, neither can I. Damn, but I rewatched some of it the other day. That fucking thing is genius, dog. I looked at it again. I looked at like three episodes, and I was like, "Damn, this was on point." 
And they, they're gonna have a second season also. It's what they got. <laughs> it was a. Uh... <clears throat> what was the name of the show? It's gonna pop up. It's I know, right? Pop up. It's the dude with the little baby on his neck and the third eye. Random acts of flyness. Random acts of flyness, yeah. Yeah, that joint is genius, dude. Gene, yes. <clears throat> um, but yeah, that's what made me think of that. Because, you know, that first episode was blackface, but he was showing black people's faces. Mm-hmm. So I took it as like correlating it not with white people dressing up like us, but actual black, black faces. faces. Right. Like, if you want to talk about blackface, that's what it is. But, yeah. I don't know. I, I just... Like, uh, I'm like Michael Shea. He was like, I feel like people, white people want to say the N-word is slippery slope. He's like, can you do it? Yeah. Should you? I don't know. Try it. See what happens. Right. <laughs> so it's like an alcoholic at the bar, like, asking me about getting a drink. He's like, probably not going to end well, but, you know, you I got to try. Yeah. Same thing. That's how, I, well, that's how I feel in terms of, like, blackface. Like, should you do it? No. But I mean, you gotta try it, alright? See what happens. Good luck to you. You get your ass chewed up. Right. It's still funny to me though, I'm sorry. That's okay. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you should feel conflicted necessarily I mean, I because do, it's though. funny because I do, like but I, but <clears throat> well because I think it was funny to you before like sometimes stuff is funny to us before we can see the, like it's problematic right cause so to me I'm not a huge Jimmy Kimmel fan and I can't really remember too many of Carl Malone's interviews to know how he talked so it just sound like you dressed up black and you trying to sound like you dumb you know maybe if I watched a Carl Malone interview and I was like oh that imitation is on point mm-hmm. but outside of that I'm like oh, it's just fucking racist Again, which I don't, I don't think Jimmy necessarily is. Right. Um, but you know, he ain't done that shit since. Smart. Yeah, and he probably won't well, since this came back to life. He'll never do that shit again. But yeah. Can we do the Carl? No, we just had Carl Malone come in and play himself. <laughs> yeah. I'm not touching that. Unless you got somebody that can do a Carl Malone impression that happens to be black. Yeah. I'm not fucking with it. So, yeah. Because we're doing. I can't think of any really famous. Um, well, like we're dressed up like them. Can you think of any off the top? Like we're like somebody, a comedian or famous person, dressed up like a famous white person and made fun of them. I can't think of any mm-hmm. examples. Maybe that was like a Jerry Lewis thing or something. Or... I feel like we don't do that. Right. Like we might imitate you, but we we ain't gonna like paint ourselves white. Like, like that's up, like yeah, going way too far. This year for Halloween, I'm gonna be Jim Carrey. Yeah, like I'll do your voice or something. Yeah, do some of your actions, but nah. Chappelle, maybe the only person, and he even his white was like light skin. Remember the news anchor guy? News anchor, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was funny as shit. Todd, <clears throat> I thought. Um, I thought Eddie did it. I thought he dressed up as uh, it was like it was like a uh, a skit off of uh, Saturday Night Live. I thought he dressed up as a, as a white dude. Maybe I know he dressed he he dressed in you know, of course coming to America old white Jewish dude right and then Vampire in Brooklyn the Italian uh, gangster dude getting arrested and shit. Mm. But <clears throat> Martin's done it. 
yeah, White Bob, White Bob. White Bob. When? Oh, the Martin Show. Martin Show. Oh, I haven't seen it. Yeah. I don't think I've seen that. White Bob. Was it one episode? Nah, he did a couple episodes. couple episodes. I don't remember that. I have to look it up. Yeah. There's like a couple episodes. He did Bob from Accountant. I don't think it was White Bob, but Bob from Accountant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, hey, yeah. Don't do blackface. Yeah, yeah, don't do blackface. Blackface. Let's make fun of Carl Malone. That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got some other shit on here, but yeah, we ain't got to get into it. Got uh, my fellow Americans. Yes, I do. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> Oh my fellow Americans. This one is not for any particular culture group. I think it's just for people in general. But I would like to focus on men. I like to focus on men. It's a word that we don't like. What do we do? We don't like to experience. And we don't handle it well anal in general. Beads. Overall, anal beads, anal beads. It's, it's not anal beads. It's interesting that that's what you would jump to, but no, it's not I that. Enjoy that. Wow. Wow. My, my fellow Americans, it's not about anal beads. Yeah, there you go. I was wrong. We'll save that one for a later one. Yeah. It's a weird touchy subject. No, but no, it's the, the R word. It's rejection. Good old rejection. Yeah. How do we handle it? So, anyway, I just think that one, we suck at it. Two, we suck really bad at it. Three, we fucking atrocious. So, I remember seeing this post and it was like, who handles it worse, men or women? And I feel like it's a lopsided question since, I mean, you do have snapped, right? So, you have like a show where it's like women killing men or getting back at the right. lovers or whatever. But right. Even before Snap and during Snap, like we definitely kill more women than they kill us. Right. Predominantly. And it's like happens majority like of the time by somebody they're intimate with. Um, you know, on some level or another there's a form of rejection there. So I would say men handle it worse. But I was thinking the other day, like, why? Why do we handle it so bad? And one of the things that I think, and you got obvious answers, ego, insecurity, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But we don't really have any way of learning to manage it when we're younger. <clears throat> this is how we learn to manage it when we're younger. We just get roasted, and you try to come back if you can. If you don't, you the nigga who gets roasted for the next five years of school. Right. And it's just a part of your life. And then somebody say something that they said in the bro session later in life and it trigger you and you stab and fucking kill. You know, it's like, there's no course or, like, we need to have something where it's like, yo, you ain't make the football team. It doesn't mean that you ain't worth shit. Right. You know. Means, you know, you didn't make the football team. Right. Right. We, and we can, we can put it in a compartment, which is where it belongs. Everything should be isolated. And I feel like me personally, I've, I've learned because I didn't always learn to manage it better because I see it as, an isolated circumstance. I don't pile it on like, damn, they ain't want me for uh, the new job. She didn't want. She didn't want to give me her number. They won't give me a loan at the bank. Like you know, because then it's like this avalanche of rejection. But if you compartmentalize it by each individual situation, 
It's like going to the basketball court. You throw the ball up, you don't make every shot. Right. When you make it, yay. You don't make it, you keep practicing or you can take the ball and go to the home. Right. That's it. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of dudes, especially when it comes from the opposite sex, I believe uh, a lot of these motherfuckers don't handle it well. A lot, a lot, a lot of men don't handle it well. Well, yeah. You wanted to holler at her just a second ago, but when she tells your ass no, all, all of a sudden she's a bitch or she's yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Boy, you start dogging you know, her, man. Yeah. Talking crazy it's about really her. Unnecessary, you know. It's like <clears throat> just, just take your note and go home. Call it a day, right? It's okay. And I, I find too that like uh, I, I think a lot of it when it comes to men and women is that men are not seeing the value of having women as friends. So the only reason I want you is for what's between your legs and you reject me for that, I have no use for you. So fuck right. you, fuck you, you bitch, you dumb, that's why I don't nobody, blah, blah, blah. But if you see him as somebody who has value beyond that, then you don't have to go that extreme route. It's like, ah, oh, okay, you're not feeling me like that. But it's cool, you know, you still the homie, it's whatever. And y'all keep that dialogue, you know, you keep talking, chopping it up, being friends, whatever the fuck, or leave her alone because you're creepy. And, you know, I don't know. It's, it's a different circumstance for different folks, but right? I really feel like when you when we're young is how we really learn how to handle it, and we kind of roll with that until either we find something better or we just don't, and we just stick with that. Right. I think of. I remember when I was a kid, when actually when we were coming to Dallas from Baltimore, I probably told this story before, but fuck it. It was a girl in my school, Dominique, cute, light skin, long hair, high cheekbones, very cute to me, and it was, was, it, was it in Baltimore? Yeah, oh, okay. it was eighth grade, Fall Staff Middle School, so. You can take Silas and the fact she's probably hooked on heroin right, right now. <laughs> Hopefully she got out of the city. Right, you know what I'm saying? Run. Damn, Baltimore's rough. Anyway. But yeah, so we we cool, you know, do work together, all that kind of stuff. Mad crush on her. Near the end of the school year, finally worked up the courage to get her number. She gave me her number. I'm like, oh shit, this is good. This is good. I'm leaving town. Mom's like, hey, we moving. She, I probably had like less than a week's notice. So me and her chopping up on the phone, whatever. And so I tell her right before I finally leave for good. And I'm leaving, you know, it's like, oh, miss you, blah, 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 blah. All the regular nice stuff. And I was like, yeah, you know, I wasn't going to say this, but kind of had a crush on you pretty much this whole time. And I was just wondering if you felt the same. And it was quiet for a second. And she was like, no, I'm sorry. I like it. I wasn't thinking like that. I was like, nigga, my heart. It felt like she took my heart out of my chest and karate kicked that bitch into the wall and then punched it with the gauntlet that Thanos be carrying. It did like brought it back, like the light. yeah, right. like brought it back light, and it did it again. Right. So yeah, that, I, I was crushed. So that first day, me and my mom was driving to Texas from Baltimore. I was quiet. I was just staring out the window because I was just replaying it in my head. I'm like, I can't believe I put myself out there right. like that, and she just let like I drove, and she just let me die. But it was funny because like I think. I handled it more internally. Like I didn't, I wasn't mad at her. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like she she uh, should have liked me. It was like, do you? Maybe? Possibly? No? Okay. Like I don't have this mindset that a woman should like me, love me, want to be with me, or that kind of thing. Right. So I think that's another mischaracterization some men have, which is 
even if you've had sex with her before, like, oh, well, you should, you know, it's like, it's that's not how it works. Right. Um, so, yeah, since then, though, I've, I compartmentalize it, man, and I handle it on a individual basis, and I find that when it's that small, it doesn't rock you, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it only rocks us when it's something we really, really, want. really want. Right. Or really, really, really think we deserve. Right. Those two things. And then I think even with the really want, man, like I um, I think I've said before, even when it comes to like jobs and stuff, I found that I have to change my mindset to I really, really need this. Obviously, I do. I fucking need it like crazy because otherwise I'm going to be homeless. But, yeah, but I, I, I really, I spend that morning before going into the job interview, I'm listening to videos, man, I'm getting myself pumped up because I want to walk in there like y'all need me and I'm trying to decide if I should let y'all have my services or not. Mm-hmm. And I can't do that if I'm like, man, I really need this, I'm going to give it you. know. So, it's like those little tidbits, man, just really have helped me uh, in the long run. And it's evolving. Like, I, I figure the way I handle it will continue to evolve as I get older. And uh, I think when it comes to women, we just got to be okay with it. Like, you just, you're not for everybody. It's, right. it's okay. I know you think you got community dick, but maybe you don't. Or maybe she don't want to be a part of that community. Right. I mean, your community is just a little smaller. And it's okay. It's not the end of the world. There's a lot of women. You do not have to kill this one because you were in a relationship with her and she don't want you anymore. And that's the thing I've never gotten about that shit. Like dudes that or even ladies that that, yeah. that kill their significant other because they wanna leave. Leave. Yeah. Leave. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not going to jail, but I'm not it's not the end of the world Right it's not It's like okay I'll be sad for a little while You know listening to sad Yeah it'll be hurt World outside my window Be popping like, For a good two weeks You know what I'm saying Is that how long Yeah <laughs> good two weeks. Well I mean apparently Being that I'm an Aquarius I, I get over shit fast which, which is true Like I have a couple of days Where I'm super sad And then next day I'm like okay cool Damn Life goes on I feel like what uh, a Scorpio. We I don't think we don't get over stuff fast, but we go to the extreme. Right. So it's like that's a part of our getting over it, which is like we, I might not say fuck you, you blah 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 blah, blah but in my mind I might be like I ain't fucking with no more light skinned women. Like right. we go to the extreme. Or I ain't fucking with no more dark skinned women. Fucking with no more white girls. Like they fucking up for the whole culture group. Right. You know. But that, I feel like that's just a part of getting through the hurt of it. But yeah, I mean, it, it hurts if you have something invested and then you get rejected. Of course, that hurts more. It's a lot of pain. Right. You might be dealing with depression. I'm just saying, like, rejection is a part of life, and if we don't learn to manage it, it's gonna manage us, and it's gonna manage to fuck our shit up. Right. So it's up to you. I think it's more relevant on, especially social media, um, with guys who, you know, berate women and, and and talk down to them because it's easier to send a a message to a person. You know what I'm saying? You get you slide in the DMs and she's not giving you any any kind of attention. And so yeah. that you get like you're like well, fuck you this and that yada yada yada. Uh, which is trifling, man. Yeah, it really is, and I, I think, to me, I think it comes, it comes. I mean, everybody gets rejected. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, 
you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think everybody. I think it comes with once you were able to deal with it, it comes with maturity. Yeah. You know. Um, of course, it's a lot harder. A lot harder when you when you're younger. You know what I'm saying, you know, and that that's my point. See, I don't think we have anybody to guide us through it when we're young. Like well, even even if you have a parent that's like, me, it's okay. To me, it's it's like it's like a, a, a rite of passage. You're gonna get rejected by somebody, you know, mm-hmm. like, whether you like it or not. Uh, and it's up to you as far as how you deal with the rejection. You know, you look at it and say, okay, well, okay. We're lost, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Or you can, re- or you can re- respond with anger and saying, "Okay, well, fuck you, then." You know yeah. You know. Um, so that, that, that's funny to me too, because I think um, oh, when, wow. in my experience, <laughs> this nigga, in my experience, <laughs> I've actually now, and it, it took for me to get older, like you said, to mature. But I've had women who've rejected me initially, but we still remain cool. Come back around. And want more, you know what I'm saying? But if I would have just popped off, then we'd never be at this point right, right now. I'm exactly. choosing exactly. It benefits exactly. you to be able to handle that. Yeah, yeah. To, to be a man about to handle it. Okay, well, to you car, know. To cart, yeah. to, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, the car before the horse. And you, and you learn more, yeah, man. That's yeah. that. I, I've but learned. You know, put it in the box. I've learned a lot from women who I have not had intercourse with or intimate relationships with. So, and it doesn't mean I wasn't attracted to them initially or trying to holler at them. It just didn't work. But it's cool. You ain't got to throw them away like they fucking trash and stuff. You can, there's still, there was something that attracted you to them. So you're still trying to get to know them or whatever or learn something about them. They're doing the same thing. And that's the, the other part is like the assumption that because I'm at this point where I want to get to know you like that, you should be too. Everybody don't move at the same pace. Like she might be feeling you a little bit, but it's too soon. You know, it's too early. She need a little more time, whatever. So it's like, you got to play that shit cool, she man. Getting over her, over her ass. Yeah. Yeah. Something yeah. that's happened recently. Terry. You know, fucked up her whole credit, spent some shit, maxed out her credit cards. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She's upset right now. Yeah, she I really used is. to get irritated because I would share stuff with, with a woman. Uh, maybe something personal or vulnerable. And then if something going on with her, I'd be like, you doing okay? Nah, I'm having a bad day. Okay, well, you know, if you want to talk about it, nah, nah I don't, don't want to talk about it. I'm like, well, motherfucker, I'm sharing with you, but that I take it as like, okay, it's not, she ain't ready for that. Right. It's cool. It's not a big deal. Thing in their own time. Yeah, let let people manage yeah, the, the shit. The worst thing you can things. do is, is try to force a woman to talk because you, you got to get the anger side. Like, and that's something nigga, I didn't told you. you. Right. I, I, I don't want, I want to talk about why you pushing it. I learned that. You know. Yeah. Not only that, but you have to consider, like, well, especially with phone conversations, she don't want to talk about that because if she answered the phone, perhaps she wants to talk. She just don't want to talk about that topic. You know what I'm saying? But if you keep pushing it, then it's like, now I don't even want to be on the phone. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, just, yeah, you got pumpy breaks. But it works both ways too. You know what I'm saying? So Definitely. Like, every, every, this is shit not to do in that situation. Like, ladies, when we say we don't want on top, we on top. Yeah, yeah. We leave, leave it be. Definitely. Don't force the issue. Because it can It's know, like, yeah, so let me relax, you know what I'm saying, you know, and, and basically say fuck this day and then uh, maybe I'll be ready to talk about it. Until then, you know, just uh, I'll talk about it. Yeah. And a rejection. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then I, I would give this advice, I guess, to, to ladies, because we got a lot of lady listeners, with with y'all, same thing, you know, manage your rejection well, you ain't got to throw niggas out just because they not trying to fuck you that night or they don't want to be with you in that way, you can learn some things from having men as friends, you can learn a lot of quality things, you can even just learn little tidbits that you never know from just dating men, you know what I'm saying, because dude who ain't trying to fuck you, he ain't got no reason to keep nothing from you. Right. He gonna go ahead and give you the real sauce, one thousand percent. That's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Don't. No man will ever talk to you more blatantly and open and bold than a nigga that's not trying to fuck you because he don't care. He don't care if you decide you don't want to talk to him no more. Okay. That's cool. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? So you actually get like a real inside view. But that's it. I can't give up no more secrets. Yeah, no more sauce. That's out of there. Sauce, the, sauce. That's, yeah. that's all I got. That's it. Handle rejection. Like, you got to handle this shit on your ear, man. It's not other people's problem. Right. That's the main point. That was my main point. It's not her problem how I handle rejection. And it's not his problem how she handles You know, it's, it's a personal problem. Personal problem, right. You have to learn to manage it. You don't make it other people's problem. You know how hard I've always wanted to send an email back to the rejection letters I ain't got from job interviews. Oh, my God. Shit. You have no many. <laughs> I am on work there, no goddamn way anyway, you know. Can't do that because you just never know when they're gonna come back around. Right. That's well, why I hired you for something else, but since you sent me your dick, I don't I don't think you can fuck you. Oh my goodness. This is dick. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't send dick pics. Send don't say, yeah, don't send. Yeah, especially not as a fuck you. They, they yeah. ask for it. Send them away. Yeah, and, and see, that's a great point too. It's not to say that those feelings aren't there when you experience rejection. And I'm not saying you should uh, deny yourself or how you feel, but you just have to manage it in a way that you don't make it somebody else's problem. Right. That's all. So. That's all I got, man. You Rejection is not her fault, it's your fault, or it's not his fault, or so, you know how the shit works. You, we just talked about it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then, yeah. yeah. But uh, that's all we got for the day, yeah. But uh, next podcast may be all of abducted in plain sight I'll watch tomorrow let me know we're doing that I'm, I'm going to get the facts and the stats you might have, have an emergency podcast just for that just like god yeah. damn we putting out two and one week but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to talk about this shit yeah. you're going to want to talk about because he I can't me. wait I can't wait to see send that text tonight what the fuck right, is this right because when, when Michelle told me to watch the shit I was like okay whatever Yo. and then when I did we text the whole time <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Like, I'm watching them wrong. Bruh. This is fucking crazy, dude. Bruh. It's just fucking crazy. This next level. Strap in. For real. You're, you're getting ready for a little You ain't heard crazy. a story like this. Right. That's what I'll say. And for it to be real life, true shit, that's, that's just... Right. Mind blowing. Problem anyway. Uh, so. Yeah, I got I got ladies hitting me up talking about the women's podcast. So I have to figure that shit out. It's, yeah. it's probably not gonna happen until until we move. So maybe like uh, uh, next maybe, month, maybe month next month, maybe May. 
Okay. Yeah, something like that. Get settled. I, I got life situations going on right now that I got to handle. It's uh, causing a lot of uh, stress. So, uh, me, I just go have to wait. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. You might not. You might not. You might not even want to be on it after that shit. <laughs> you know, hey. I'm sorry. Shit happens. But we need to do another Miles podcast too, because by far is one of our most listened to episodes. Mm. They they love to hear it. We hate to say it, but Miles brought the heat. They brought the heat that podcast. It's a lot of good info, but yeah. <clears throat> so it's coming. Um, also, uh, like, share, comment. We're on most of the things. Listen, listen, listen. That's it. What's that? I don't know. I don't know what the fuck that was. Stop listening on SoundCloud. I said it before. It does us no good. So, if you could, please, I tune it up. Google Play, um, Stitcher app. Leave reviews. Leave yes. Even yes. if they leave, bad, leave, leave bad reviews. Don't leave bad reviews. Yeah, leave. Okay. I want to see more reviews. Don't matter. Uh, yeah. Bad or not, any press is good press. So I want anything. I'm so if it's a bad review, bad review, you know we can address it. If yeah. you do a bad review, you get cussed out. Just know it was me that did it. They can't see. They can't believe the people who trying to leave. Can't believe, can't believe bad can't reviews. Do. All we're gonna do is address it. We're not gonna say your name. And we're, we're not going to say your name. Oh, okay, we're not. We're, we're, we're not going to say No, we're not going to say your name. I mean, we're just going to try and figure out if it's a legit review. Yeah, you can leave an anonymous, anonymous one on iTunes anyway. Yeah, we, I just want to read it on the podcast. Because, man, yeah. Cause we can address it and determine if it's legit. I think it's worth it. Right. We should just have a bad review podcast. Like, where all we do is leave bad reviews. We hadn't got any yet, though. Yeah, we got any reviews, even the bad reviews. We've got reviews. We've got ratings. We forgot. Yeah. No, no reviews. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, ratings and reviews, you know, different. Nobody's written anything. Just that your co-worker asking who the doctor was. <clears throat> right. In Dallas, that did the thing. Right. Or whatever. So, yeah. But, uh, anyway, like, share, comment, on most of the things. Um, still trying to grow the audience. Still ain't figured out the stuff. Y'all got any tips? <laughs> any tips? More straighter than Julian Saturday. <laughs> um, got any tips? Got, got anything? Any suggestions, man? We are definitely. I mean, other than, you know, record and post more, I mean, shit happens. Life happens. And sometimes we, we miss a week or whatever. We, we try to at least get you two a month. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm trying to be more consistent, but, you know, life, life, life happens. happens. So, life happens. Uh, uh, other than that, because we already know about that. Just let us know what your thoughts are, man. We definitely up to, to listening. Uh, know what it is? So this has been We Ain't Found. Shit. We Ain't Found shit. We out this motherfucker. Peace. Peace. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's your boy, Court. You know what it is. Um, so, you've been listening to the episode for a little while. You're wondering, why am I stepping in? Well, got some news to share with y'all. We talked about it on a past episode that we're going to be offering a subscription tier for people who want to get extra material. So yes, there's, yes, yes. There's two ways to basically subscribe. Uh, you can subscribe through uh, ACAS Plus. Or you can subscribe through Patreon. Uh, five bucks a month, cancel anytime. 
uh, yada yada yada. Y'all know what the deal is. So yes, we do. Basically, with that, you'll get uh, exclusive content. So you'll get bonus material from that day's episode. Uh, you'll get never before or never seen or whatever uh, material. It. Like I'm not going to show you my junk, but I mean, know. I, I uh, gas it yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, let's, you know, let's, let's, let's not go that yeah, far. Yeah, I mean, you know, but what you will get. Is uh, keys to immortality? Yeah. I mean, if that's something that's important to you, chocolate chip winning cookies. lottery numbers. Yeah, we, uh, we had that too. You yeah, know, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know how you're doing in life, but if you want to be rich, hey, I'll, I'll even give you your, your horoscope or whatever. Call me now with a again. Subscribe five bucks a month. Two ways to do it: A class plus Patreon. We in this thing. This is we ain't found shit. We ain't found shit, but y'all definitely found. A way to hear us more, I guess. Exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. Anyway, whatever. Peace. <laughs>